157 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host today, Andy Carasquillo. And I am Ryan Marlow. And I am Zach Lyons. Woo! Woo! I haven't had Zach on a Super Nerd Pals episode in like forever. Yeah, yeah I don't even remember the last time. It's probably been like a year or so. Definitely. Oh, well, welcome back. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> nice to uh, be on the, the flagship show again since starting my own. Shameless self-promotion, shameless self-promotion. I do it all the time, it's okay. No, I actually don't. But shameless self-promotion is a fantastic thing to do. So in case you guys have been living under a rock, Zach does have his own show called Chaos Cast. Kingdom Hearts and other stuff, correct? That is correct. Woo! Got it in one. Um, I mean, if they haven't been living under a, I mean if they have been living under a rock it must have been some pretty big ass rock because super nerd pals and chaos casts share the same rss feed so <laughs> they're kind of hard to miss being intentionally ignorant which you know fair enough it's kingdom hearts oh my god oh, stop it. <laughs> self burn nice one yay self-deprecation cells uh, so what's up, pals? What's it? What's up? What's going on? I, okay. I don't know. Why am I here? You tell me. I don't know. Why are you here? Um, I'm here to talk here? about a book. I'm here to talk about a book. Woo! I love books. Uh, do you want to do that now, or should we do other stuff? Do you have other things you want to get to first? I'm cool with whatever. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm a ramble about Pokemon. Let's go, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you do that. You do that. We'll get to the book in a bit. Literally, the only nerdy thing that I've done this week is play the sims because their newest expansion pack dropped on friday nice and of course i pre-ordered it so i was ready to download at midnight and in any free time that i've had that is all i've done is play get famous it's amazing to me that the sims is still going and still has such a solid following I it have... amazes me that ryan is still living the life that i lived when i was like 13 years old. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I not sure if spent... that's a burn. That's, I'll take that as a fucking compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a compliment. You think I want to be 25-year-old Andy? Fuck no. I want to <laughs> live back when I was 13, no job, had nothing better to do than to play Sims, Pokemon, and, and whatever the fuck I did when I was 13. Now it's all that, but playing s- just Pokemon. Yeah, and I have easily spent over $1,000 on the Sims. Wow. Well, not even on The Sims 4, just like The Sims in general. Right, right, the franchise, I get it. All the stuff, and I think The Sims 4 is probably, yeah, actually this is the first time that I've owned every single game pack and expansion pack that they've come out with. Nice. I was just going to ask you that. Do you normally do that, or do you try to? Um, no. I actually used to just pick and choose the things that I liked, and would just buy the expansion packs that way. But they're still expensive as fuck. So, like, when I played The Sims 3, I had Sims Medieval, because that was that was fucking hilarious. Peeing in a pot and pretending to be a king or a queen. Like, <laughs> A+. Plus. Then they had Sims 3 University, which I loved, because I liked being able to, like, go to college as a sim. And they had, like, all these different things you could do. I liked having them go to classes, and they have, like, a graduation. And then there was supernatural sims 3 supernatural oh that's right up your alley 
Well, it was great because when I made my sim go to university, I was graduating with fairies and werewolves and witches and vampires, and it was fantastic. <laughs> and then they had Sims 3's pets, which meant that it wasn't just cats and dogs. I could have a horse. I could have a bird. I could have a cat. I could have a dog. But I always had horses, which was, like, the best part. And then there were seasons, too, which was nice. Um, now for Sims 4, they have seasons they get famous get famous is actually a fuck ton of fun they didn't have that for sims 3 i don't think i think the last time they had that was sims 2 was like road to fame or something like that i think was the name of the pack back then did you they, wait, you're way more into sims than i ever i love i love it so much especially because when i get bored i like to i like to have fun killing them like, yeah see i, I one... <sighs> I See that's I, that's where my that's where my Sims adventure always led. It led me to do me doing cheat codes to where I was rich, and then I would basically build a pool, and then wall it off. Well, they created a cheat for that now, though. Not like a cheat for it. So basically, when The Sims Four came out, they made it harder for you to kill your Sims. So if you put your Sim in a pool with no ladder, because I remember the first time I played it, I tried to do this. The Sim like pulled itself up out of the pool and I was like oh fuck now I have to get like stupid creative so if you lock it in a room you ba and let it pee all over itself you basically have to wait for it to die from embarrassment from peeing on the floor what the fuck yep that's a stupid way to go out what's not a stupid way to go out is because I just got really bored of the family I was playing with I made one of the moms that I had go swimming in the middle of winter. She froze to death. Awesome. That's pretty, that's awesome. pretty dark. I used to also make my Sims cook food, leave it, and then I would um, like take away all the doors and replace it with walls. Yeah. yeah. And then they would just die from a fire. See, even even that, like, I never owned The Sims, but I'd go to friends' houses who had it, and I'd play it a little bit, and I just never got into the actual gameplay. Like, it just it wasn't my thing, for whatever reason. And even the whole, like, oh, look at these fun ways I can torture The Sims. Like, it was amusing, but, like, I never was, like, crafty enough to think of fun and interesting ways to make them suffer. <laughs> so, like, the place where I spent the most time was character creation. As oh, with yeah. many games oh, still yeah. to this day. <laughs> I still do that. I spend, I spend at minimum an hour, at most two, just creating a sim. And then I'll spend another two hours fixing their, like, like organizing their house and, like, making a house. Sure, sure. Yeah. And... I'll do that, um, except except for Get Famous. Get Famous, I spent a lot of time doing gameplay for like new expansion packs because I like to see what they're doing like worldwise. And now that with a lot of the big expansion packs that they've come out with, a lot, um, they've added like a new town or like a new city with each one of them. So it's not just adding to your base game; it is adding a new place for you to go to with each one of these, which has been really fucking cool. And I think that's the most fun part for me. You said expansions are pretty expensive. How, how expensive are we talking here? 40 bucks for like each big 
expansion pack and, and then the stuff packs not are so bad it, how, it, how much but it fucking adds up though because then yeah i was gonna say that, that's video don't... game dlc well it depends <laughs> yeah. it depends you can compare it to a lot of things you could say like there's dlc packs for games and like let's say borderlands for example you know a season pass for borderlands will cost you 25 30 bucks as a set or like ten dollars per dlc and there are like four or five dlc packs total so 25 30 bucks is a pretty good deal for all the content you're getting because it's a fair chunk of game that you're getting for this extra stuff i have no uh idea how much a 40 dollars sim pack will add to it if it's just like more clothes or more quests or i don't know it's clothes it's new it's new clothes new stuff for the house like new wallpaper uh new objects new activities um, it also comes with like new interactions, like the things that you can talk about or do or visit. Uh, the expansion packs do come with like new towns and stuff like that. So, or not all of them, but most of them actually have. So for seasons that didn't, but, uh, get famous came with a new town. Uh, mm-hmm. when you installed vampires that came with a new town, pets came with a new town, but the expansion packs are the really expensive part. It's the stuff packs. It's like the mini stuff that comes out in between is what really starts to add up. So like in between pets and seasons. So pets was a big $40, $50 expansion pack. Then in between that, they came out with a stuff pack for more pets, for laundry day, and for something else. And each one of those was $20, $30. What the fuck? Exactly. That's wild. So it's so that's where it starts to add up. It's not the expansion packs. I will happily drop forty dollars per expansion pack because there's only been about four or five of them. But it's the stuff packs that they drop in between that end up costing mm. a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. So it's almost like a bigger form of micro transactions. Mm-hmm. Not quite micro, just standard transactions. Yeah. And worth every fucking penny for me. I use all of it. Mm. Uh, especially when they did laundry day, I was like, oh my god. Now you can, I mean, you don't have to, but your sims can do laundry now. Or She's uh, like, right. oh my god, <laughs> I can neglect my real world laundry and do laundry in sims. And that's exactly well, it's like the whole point of sims. Right. I could re- neglect all of my <laughs> real world responsibilities to do sims responsibilities. Yeah. The one difference between pets in sims 4 and sims 3 is that in Sims 3, you could, like, play as the animal, and in Sims 4, you can't. That's interesting. That, that is neat. So it's like uh, uh, Tokyo Jungle. Love that game. Yeah. If and either of you are familiar. I've heard of I it. I am not. Okay, well, look it up. It's awesome. <laughs> I could but go now, into it, but that's a tangent, and that doesn't have to do with it. Someone will appreciate tangents. it. But they just introduced first-person POV sims camera so like you can now be from the perspective of your cat so it's um sims fps it's kind of creepy i'm not i'm not a fan if we're being honest it's fucking weird so that's all i've been doing with my weekend So I've officially come to the conclusion that anytime Ryan tells me that she has to work these weird hours, she doesn't actually have to work it. She has to go to work in Sims. Right. Um, yeah, of course. Next time you say that to me and I'm actually at work on a weekend, I'm going to take a picture of me at my desk and you will believe me at that point. 
you at your desk or your sim at their desk? No, me. It's just expertly crafted to look like Ryan, and the house is carefully curated to look exactly like the inside of her house. Oh, God. That is, like, my main objective is to... (laughs) Replicate your reality entirely in the Sims. Here's the thing, though. I've done that before, and it gets really depressing. Because when your Sim sim dies, it it hurts because it's like you... It's it's like a Sim you. You just died. It's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah, I know, except your Tamagotchi doesn't look like yourself. Like if you I don't know, my, I'm, I was kind of blobbish when I had a Tamagotchi. <laughs> oh, I was great, but if you actually like make your sim self, it, it it's kind of it's kind of fucked up. It kind of freaks you out because, you know, what uh, like the people that make their significant others and they do this whole thing. I'm like, right. Mm. And when you leave free will on and you let your sim do whatever you want, what's going to happen? It's like Sims have wandering dick syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) You can't leave free will. My my Sims have no free will because the last time I did that, I and I walked away. I thought I um, pressed pause and I didn't, and I walked away from my computer. And yeah, that was dangerous because my Sim, like in the span of like twenty minutes of walking away, my Sim had found another person to be with didn't get married to the person they were supposed to, uh, had a kid, and then (laughs) someone got, like, romantically involved with the child that was, like, a relative or some shit. Like, you can't leave them alone. They're terrible. Wow, that lot happens in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes! God damn. Sounds like a soap opera in the making. Oh, it's great. I love being way overdramatic with my sins. (laughs) I I once purposefully made these two sims fall in love, like, Head over heels in love with each other. They were like soulmates and blah. So that you blah. could get a home wrecker. All I did, and I ruined it big time. The day of their wedding, he not <laughs> only he not only oh in front of his soon to be wife. So she's waiting at the altar. He gets there, makes out with the other girl in front of her, and marries the other woman on the spot. This is actually a movie. I'm certain of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. It's just. It's so much fun. I'm just like stirring the pot. And then when there are too many Sims in my house, that's when I start killing them because I don't yeah, want sure, 5 sure. million people in there. <laughs> hey, it's the best therapy oh. I've ever purchased. Hey, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, whatever works, man. Totally. <sighs> I mean, That just sounds yeah. like fucking crazy. I would have never thought to do some shit like that. Whoops. <laughs> well, this is Ryan we're talking about. Yeah, come on. This is true. I mean, and also, like, they have mods, and now, okay, so I I tried, I dipped my toe into the mod world mm-hmm. before it really fucked up my game, and then I had to uninstall all of them, with the exception of one, um, that isn't even up to date right now, so it's like I don't have any mods, uh, but they have mods for everything now, uh, for clothes, for objects in the house, for extra things that you can do, so I had a... Uh, I had a, a basement drugs mod installed, and my teenage sim was getting straight A's in class and coming home and getting high, and then her mom found out, and there was, like, this one, like, angry emoticon that's, like, found out daughter was, a, was like, a drug head or whatever the fuck the emoji was. It's so, some of the stuff that they have for these games is fucking ridiculous. That is insane. 
They have basement drugs. They have a serial killer mod where you can go around, like, actually killing other Sims, like, extraordinarily violently. I'm surprised you don't have that. Honestly, it's a really buggy mod, which is why it never worked with my, mm. with my game. Buggy but, mods yeah. always suck. Yeah, the drugs one was <clears throat> not buggy at all. It was entertaining for a while. You could basically turn your sim into a dealer. They could sell them MDMA. <laughs> you can sell cocaine. You can sell weed. You can grow weed. Golly. Oh, yeah. It, it, Rated yeah, M for mature? I hope it's yeah, rated M for yeah, mature. It, this it, better not be T for teen. Right, exactly. This but is that, not T for teen just, content, Ryan. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> but that's sort, of, that's sort of where I like drew the line. I was like, this is... This is sort of really screwing up how much I enjoy my gameplay. So I uninstalled all of them, and I'm a lot happier. Just imagine, just imagine if you left the drug mod on and you gave all your Sims free will. Oh God! Every single one of your <laughs> Sim will be like high and horny. Done. Well, they have they have <laughs> a not suitable for work, like basically a sex mod where. You ask for permission, like, you can ask for permission, so it's obviously, like, consensual. It's like so-and-so is asking to have sex with you, will you well, say that's fair. You say no? And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But you could be out at, like, a club, and then you'll get a notification that says, so-and-so and so-and-so just started having sex, and they're, like, in the bathroom of the <laughs> club doing it. Wow. And it's not censored. It's, like, real people. It, it, it just, that that's... You know that uncanny valley? It yeah, was, yeah. Whoo! It's not Sims woohooing. It's people Ooh. having sex. Exactly. Right. Because it didn't use the term woohoo anymore. Mm. It was, yeah. It, it, it takes yeah. it to the next uncomfortable yeah, level. Yeah, for sure. It got very uncomfortable. So That's not even M for Mature. That's A-O. Yeah. Yeah. But all those mods are still like running around out there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I have no I doubt that's a super popular mod, that one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's so weird. And here we thought that Ryan wouldn't have a topic today. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think that The Sims would be that, you know, but yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's funny. It's it's very nostalgic for me. You talk about The Sims right now because the first episode of SNP I guessed it on, I think it was episode 29. And uh, Kirsty, Stan's Kirsty, was on yes. as well. And she, she was talking about too. The Sims. Nice. And she was chatting about The Sims. And that was her topic. And she was a guest. And so this is all very. Coming for a full circle Aww, for me. Aw, <laughs> this is very full circle for you. Here we are, a hundred and twenty-something episodes later. Yeah, man. We're 30. Still talking about Almost the Almost 30. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, when, when you opened the episode and you were like, this is episode 157 or however many it is, I'm like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. good on you guys. Going strong after so long. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Almost at that 200. Two Hondo is going to be a grand episode. Does it feel weird without Stan? Um, I mean, I feel like Stan Stan, Stan was kind of like... He Stan, kinda they like, love you, I promise. No, if you're yeah, listening no, to this. Himself, he kind of like weaned himself off. Yeah, so sure. He was like, busy with school and stuff anyway. Feel, it didn't feel as hard as it would have if he was just like dropped the show. Yeah. Sure, you know sure. I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it was like taking a few episodes off because of school and priorities and then taking more episodes off because of priorities and then all of a sudden, I, I, 
I haven't listened to the last few episodes. Have you guys talked about his departure? We actually haven't. Yeah. So maybe so, it's a good time to. Now it's a good time to talk about <laughs> Stan's departure. Right with Zach, even though we had Chris on an episode for Stan like Lee yesterday? three days ago. <laughs> My bad. That would have been the time Sorry. To do it. All right, no, officially chopping floor material. You can take this out if you want. <laughs> oh, no, we're not going to take this out. Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Editing? <laughs> what? What? Who, who edits anything out anymore? I, I do. I do. <laughs> I edit. I spend probably I way too so much, much time editing chaos. Show. I was being sarcastic. But, oh, uh, I know, I know. You know. Um, but, yeah, so as uh, Zach <laughs> dropped the bombshell... Um, Stan's no longer with us for. The you time make being. it sound so dismal. He's not he dead. He didn't die, guys. He, he's, he's just still alive. Away from the show. <laughs> Jesus Stan's no longer with us. I mean, I said, 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 said for the time being. I mean, what did that? Using the that phrase lead to insinuation no that we were going to resurrect Stan? No, using the phrase "he's no longer with us" that's not that's ill. It's phrasing. suitable. It is no. He is no longer with <laughs> SMP. Us oh, as God. a collective. No, he's still See, pulling strings in the background as a mastermind. Stan is always going to be an immortal being with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Yeah, see, actually, Stan on the Super Nerd Pals podcast is being replaced. Stan, Stan as an entity, will still be on Super Nerd Pals, but he will uh, henceforth be portrayed by Willem Dafoe. Stan Gadarski as portrayed by Willem Dafoe. There you go. You know what? Stan will (laughs) definitely approve the fuck out of that. Yeah, no, he totally would support it. But yeah, so um, Stan got a job, well, an internship right now that will turn into a job that... um, I don't want to say what it is in case he doesn't want us. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll it it's way. super His dirty and super awesome. The reason why he's not here, so let's not. Go yeah. There. It's it's very much in keeping in the spirit of super nerd pals, and it's very exciting for him and for all of us. Put it this uh, way: if you follow him on social media, you already. Oh sure. You already know, but just because he's not here to make an announcement. Uh, yeah. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. Although I do think maybe. Uh, Andy, you can cut this out if you want to. Um, but I am gonna say this. Uh, I think that maybe on the Facebook page we should probably have a statement, or in the group at least. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we maybe should. just check with Stan first and say like, "Hey, do you want to?" No, I'm gonna make his ass write it. Yeah, that's very. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna write it, but I'm just. Yeah, good like, call. I think that's something that probably we should. If you don't follow, if you don't follow Stan on uh, Instagram, it is Stan underscore Zone. Mm. Go follow the man. And See, I would never guess that. I would always look Stan Doom. <laughs> Even though I guess he changed his Twitter, he's not. Yeah, he's not he's Stan Doom on Twitter Stan. anymore either. I know. It's Rip. weird. He's the one who made me change my Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still on air. On air. It was great. Mine is still the same. I'm not changing mine. Yeah, same. I might change mine. Mine used to be Eventual. something different. I don't remember what it was first, but then when I realized that, like, I was a, when I was doing games journalism, I'm like, whatever this is, it's stupid, and I shouldn't have it as my, like, official games journalism Twitter mm-hmm. handle or whatever, so I just changed my name. <laughs> Boring. That makes sense. I mean, your name sounds like a Final Fantasy character, so. <laughs> it works. 
I'm just saying it fits. If the shoe fucking fits. Yeah, wear fair it. enough. All right, well, you know what shoe does fit, Ryan? My what? shoes for Pokemon Trainer. Yeah, okay, so the tell me about that. Flawless, I... flawless segue, Andy. Perfect. Oh, like, thank you. So I try. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys. Tell us. Tell us about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. The nostalgia is real. Is it really? I believe it. Yeah, it's Everything like a... Everything that we wanted it to be... I don't know about you, but it's it's so weird because I went into this game and I was like, uh, all right, so let me lay it down for you. You basically go through the game and you catch Pokemon the same way you would catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go. There's no longer random encounter Pokemon battles, so you're no longer battling against wild Pokemon, like one-on-one -on -one fighting. You only can catch them. That's now, weird. Yeah, so I found that a little weird. And with, with each catch, um, your team gains experience points. So that, that was immediately a little weird for me. Um, but then I realized, like, it makes so much sense because there's so much tediousness that comes with Pokemon battling. Because as you get later in the games, if your Pokemon's under level and you try to run away, it'll say that you can't run away. And then you're forced in like this loop where you're forced to battle and then or like you can just keep trying to run away until it works um which is really annoying and then there's trainer battles which they're forced battles so there's a lot of tediousness that goes on and in this game just catching the pokemon and then just battling trainers it just kind of feels right it like works and you don't think that takes away... I mean, I know you said the nostalgia is real, but you don't think that that takes away from your experience at all? Hell, hell no. They changed up all the Pokemon's like locations on where you can find them. Okay, so so now, right in front of Pallet Town, you can catch Oddish. Uh, inside Viridian Forest, you can actually catch Bulbasaurs. So like, there's there's a lot of added features to the game. But just like Pokemon Yellow, you still get your free Bulbasaur, you still get your free Charmander, you still get your free uh, Squirtle. Okay. And does your Pokemon, like, follow you around? So, depending on what version you have, um, you'll either have Pikachu or Eevee on top of your head or your shoulder. And oh! you can... While, while you have that... <laughs> well, Ryan's sold. You can also have oh! another Pokemon follow you. Oh. Okay, well, which one did you pick? Eevee I have and Pikachu. I have Pikachu. I'm gonna let's play Eevee on my YouTube channel. Okay. Let's because, play. Let's okay. go. Yeah, because here's here's the thing. Pokemon Yellow was like a game changer for me because I love Pikachu. Like I'll play. I play as Pikachu in Super Smash Brothers. I have a Pikachu Game Boy like holder. It uh, pink's not my favorite color, but it was the only one that had Pikachu on it, so it was bright pink and purple. I had like purple's a rad ass color. It is. It was more like a lilac though because it was like hot pink. Sure, but sure. I had a Pikachu backpack, a hoodie, a T-shirt. I was Pikachu for a house party for like a '90s themed house party one year in college. I think I had about five different stuffed Pikachu's. Like I was obsessed when I was a kid. I loved Pikachu. So to have that choice, like that's why I liked Pokemon Yellow so much. I didn't have a choice. Pikachu just got to follow me everywhere, and it was the greatest thing in the world. I don't think I could right, choose so between Eevee and Pikachu. Ryan, Ryan, I'm gonna destroy your world right now. Why would you do that? 
because it might make you Kraken by the game. Um, Stop it! <laughs> in, in this game, you can actually wear matching clothes with your Pikachu or Eevee. <laughs> <laughs> so because this is a podcast, obviously listeners can't see Ryan's face, but man, that was funny. <laughs> you what? I'm I'm currently matching with my Pikachu. Surprise okay, emoji, elated emoji. Oh my Ryan god, just that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. That is so fucking cute. I don't know how it looks on Eevee, but it looks adorable. On well, Pikachu. okay, so put it this way: Pikachu is a cute little mouse. He's kind of like a hamster type thing, and everything will look cute on him because he's fat. But Eevee's kind of like a dog. I feel like you have to like pick and choose really carefully. Yeah. I mean, like... Just like a dog. Kind of like you said, yeah. Um, so, Pikachu has a matching hat and a matching vest <gasps> as mine. And <laughs> I think it looks really good on Pikachu. I'm not sure how it would look on Eevee. So now I, I, I'm going to test the waters with that in my Let's Play. But oh it's, it's adorable. God. The graphics on this thing look absolutely fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's the first... Uh... Yeah, it's the first true Pokemon game on console. Alright, so it's $60. Absolutely. Let, let, let Worth me, every fucking penny. how much it costs in New Zealand. Hold on, hold on. Let me just look it up. Did you get the Pokemon Ball, too? Yes. Okay, so what what exactly does that do? Uh. So, like, what's the function of the- Oh my god, look how tiny and cute it is! So it's a controller. The um the middle this is, is a joystick. Fascinating. You click it for A button, and then on the top, yeah. you can click it for the B button. Why the fuck did you let me talk about The Sims for twenty minutes? Why haven't we been talking about this before? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, I have a quick so, question uh, before up? you get into details of that. How much did the game cost, and how much did the Pokeball cost? Um, the Pokeball by itself is fifty dollars, so the game is sixty. But there's a bundle that you can get wow. for a hundred. Wow! So it's actually comparable in New Zealand. Uh, the I can get the uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokeball Plus combo pack for a hundred fifty New Zealand dollars, which sounds like a lot and feels like a lot, but uh, <laughs> it converts to a hundred and three US. So oh, that's actually relatively like, close. Bang on! Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Spot on. So, but like to go on a to go on a games website and be like this costs a hundred fifty dollars that immediately puts me off. <laughs> yeah. So. So here's so I guess here's my other question though. So I'm looking at the bundles on Best Buy, and there's a Let's Go Pikachu Pokeball Plus bundle and a Let's Go Eevee Pokemon Plus Pokemon Ball Plus bundle. Yes. What's the difference between the two of them with the Pokeball? I feel like if I buy a Pokeball and I buy Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, it won't make a difference, or does it? No, not at all. Oh, There's okay. no difference. Okay. It's just like, if you want the game and the bundle, uh, if you want the game and the Pokeball Plus, it's cheaper to do the bundle. Okay. It's $10 cheaper. So what's the difference between Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu? Just your Eevee starter, and Pikachu? Your starter and... Three exclusive Pokemon in each game. What are they? This is a big question. Oh, God. Um, Growlithe? Uh, that's for Pikachu. I think it's... Hold on. Let me, let me look this up. Can Psyduck be caught in either one? Yes. Yeah! Okay, Actually, just before we started recording, I just ran into a Psyduck. Nice. And I still yeah. haven't caught it yet. 
Well, so he's my fave, so. Who are the bad guys so. in Let's Go? What? Who are the bad guys? Team Rocket, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like okay, Jesse that's... and James. Well, because in the more recent iterations of Pokemon, it's not Team Rocket anymore. No, but this is inspired by and like a bit kind of a reimagining of Pokemon Yellow. So it's it's yeah. uh, Jesse and James from the anime. Great. Okay. Cool. Um. So the version exclusives, I'm gonna go in, uh, for Pikachu first. Uh. So Pikachu's exclusive is Oddish, um, Santru, Growlithe, Grimer, Scyther, and Mankey. Whereas okay. um, Eevee's is Bellsprout, Vulpix, Meowth. Coughing, Ekans, and Pinsir. Hmm. So okay. that's the the Team Rocket pack with Ekans, Coughing, and Meowth. Yes. <laughs> On Eevee. Mm. All right, cool. Yeah. Oh, God, Christmas and... is going to be expensive this year. <laughs> Man, Christmas is and... going to be expensive this year if I just buy for myself. Not even taking cool... account my daughter or wife. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing thing about the, Go- uh, the Ball Plus is when you catch Pokemon with it. I haven't caught Pokemon with a Joy-Con yet, but it makes the sound effect of a Pokeball shaking and it lights up the center. And um, after you catch the Pokemon, it like the go uh, the ball plus actually like I don't know where the it fuck has a light, doesn't it? Speaker is yeah, yeah. I don't know where a speaker is, but somehow the pokemon's cry comes out of the ball plus that's cool it makes me think of the the wii remotes like when you play legend zelda twilight princess on the wii and you slash the wiimote like a like a sword then it makes the shing shing noise and like i always thought that was so cool or like when you play smash brothers and you select pikachu it goes pika or you select mario goes let's go and it like it makes the sound effects through the speaker on the Wii that remote, and I always so thought that cool. was so awesome. So it's nice to see them utilizing that kind of just simple speaker technology, I suppose, in uh, peripherals. Still, it's a little random, but it ties into you. Um, what you just said. I used to exclusively pick on P- uh, pick Pikachu in Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. and just keep clicking A so that I would unselect and select it, and it would just be like Pika, <laughs> Pika, 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 Pika. Awesome. It was always funny. Uh, but yeah, and it charges. It's chargeable. That's awesome. Comes with a little C charger. Uh, one thing I'd like to know about Let's Go is um, I know it's got heavy integration with Pokemon Go. I'm not sold on Let's Go yet, but I play Pokemon Go still daily. What is the integration? Like, I know you can transfer Pokemon from Go to Let's Go. Yep. But I don't know how or how many or how soon into the game or like if it's post game uh, content or it's Fuchsia what. City. Okay. So like what halfway through? I forget how far that is. Uh Fuchsia City is about yeah, I'd say fairly halfway through. It's um, like Pewter, Cerulean, uh Celadon. Celadon and then Fuchsia. I would say so Fuchsia's like four or five, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh depends on the order that you play in because huh. with Gen one you can really get your badges in almost any order. That's besides cool. The first three, yeah, because oh, cool. after the okay. after the first three, you're basically open to where like which way you want to collect the badges. That's really so cool. That's all really up to you. Um, I've always collected them in order. There are some times where I'll get Koga's gym badge, and I still haven't beaten Erica or Sabrina or <laughs> that's awesome. Like 
it's just really up to you and how you want to play the game. Um, but yeah, so depending on how your play style of this game is, it's like halfway through the game. That's pretty fucking cool. And it, it they go into like a Pokemon park almost, and you click on them, like you can interact with them, and one of the options will be to catch them. So any of your shinies that you have spared in Pokemon Go, you can transfer to Pokemon Let's Go. That's really fucking awesome. I'm just not sure if you can transfer them back. I I deleted Pokemon Go a while ago. Yeah, no, I should get back into it. (laughs) I mean, I don't. Getting Let's Go. I mean, I guess it's a cool it's a cool additive that it integrates with Pokemon Go, but it doesn't seem very necessary unless it adds something. No, just the Pokemon that you catch, you can transfer into that game. My only my only thing with this game is it was definitely Nintendo's thought to to just ride the hype of Let's Go. I mean, mean to ride the hype of, of Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. And um was like, well, let's put it in Kanto and let's test a bunch of new features that might yeah, be like in the, the next gen. Like how you catch it and it's got the the like ring uh like in Pokemon Go, you know, you've got when you're trying to catch a Pokemon, it's got that slowly, de- <clears throat> excuse me, slowly decreasing ring that, you know, like at certain points there's a sweet spot and stuff that'll help you catch better. Yeah. So that's that's very Pokemon Go inspired for sure. Um, there's also the use of Naba berries, raspberries, and pina berries. Okay. Now these were all berries in Pokemon games before, mm. but they serve almost this identical purpose as pokemon go right so raspberries will increase your chance of catching the pokemon uh nava berries will calm the pokemon down from like if they move around a lot and then um there's a candy system in this game but it's a very different candy system Mm. so the pina berry just makes it so that there's a higher chance that the pokemon will drop an item when caught okay interesting how, what is the candy system? How does it differ? Because the only candy I'm uh, aware of from regular Pokemon games is like rare candy to level your Pokemon up. It's basically EV training. You So like you'll transfer a Pokemon. So let's say Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur will give you uh, whatever their name for a special attack candy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you use it to increase a selected Pokemon's uh, special attack by one. Okay. So it's basically like EV training Pokemon. Right, I see. Nice. Which, if you're not in the competitive scene, it's not. Sure, sure, but it's still a, a nice function, addition to have there. But it's very cool to have for competitive play. Nice. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That's basically all I got for Pokemon Let's Go. How I only far? have two badges. I was gonna say, how far into it are you now? Yeah, two badges. Um. I'm coming up on Lieutenant Surge's gym now. Nice. So that's that what I forgot. Topic. What what's nice. his town? I said Pewter City, Cerulean City, and then I went to Celadon City. What's his city? Oh, you're making me draw a blank. <laughs> Erica Celadon, and that's what I thought was number three, but I totally forgot about Lieutenant Surge. Doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Vermilion. Vermilion. That's Vermilion the one. City. Thank you. No problem. So Sims and Pokemon, 
and Katamari. <laughs> that's that's uh, what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, previously on Super Nerd Pals, I've reviewed a couple boss fight books, uh, which are um, Kingdom Hearts 2 and by uh, Alexa Ray Correa and Final Fantasy V by Chris Kohler. Um, now, let me just look something up real quick. The power of Google. <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry. So this one is uh, Katamari Damacy by L.E. Hull. And uh, they, they it's just come out recently. Uh, this is the first time I think Boss Fight Books has released two books simultaneously. It was October 16th. So about a month ago it released alongside Shovel Knight. And I will also be reviewing Shovel Knight, but I haven't read that one yet, so I'll come back in another, like, either the next episode or the one following that to cover Shovel Knight. And if I'm being completely transparent, I'm only, I'm not done with Ketamari yet. I am 90% of the way. According to my Kindle, I'm at 88%. <laughs> so basically, I've got the final chapter left and acknowledgments. Um, but as with no, any other boss fight book that I've read, uh, it's very informative very uh very interesting if like the boss fight book series of books if you're interested in a specific game or even just a specific genre like they're definitely definitely worth checking out just for the insight into like how the games were developed how the uh, creators came up with the ideas how they implemented things um it's really neat especially for something like katamari because it's such a simple game like, are, are you both, I assume you're both familiar with it. Have you both played Katamari before? So, uh, are you familiar with Katamari Damacy? I am not, no. Okay, well, <laughs> have you ever seen it at all? No, not at all, so this Oh my is god, Ryan, me. you're missing out. Uh, okay. <laughs> Katamari Damacy was a game originally released on PS2, and it's oh, had that would be why. different sequels. When did you, what, did you never have a PS2? No, actually, my I was not allowed to have video games that video game system oh. plugged into the TV when I was growing up. Um, Ew. In fact, Bummer. my parents said, "Okay, well, we're gonna get you a Game Boy so that we could take it away when you're being a terrible person." Wow. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, do they not realize that you can just take the power cord away from a video game system? Um, I guess they didn't. Or maybe they yeah, were fair enough. If they're not video game people, I guess they wouldn't be very familiar with the hardware. No, they really, they really weren't video game people. They had a hard enough time wrapping their brain around the fact that I wanted a DS or I wanted a Game Boy or, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. But now as an adult, it's great. My my fiancé has a PS4 that he bought himself that I play more mm -hmm. than the Switch he bought me for my birthday. <laughs> I was just about to say, do you have a Switch? You, I assume so because you're entertaining the idea of buying Let's, Buy Pik Let's Play Pikachu. Exactly, Let's go, yeah. Pikachu. So Whatever. Have, uh, the new Pokemon game. We have a Switch and a PS4 in this house. We have Breath okay. of the Wild. We have all that. We have all that good shit. But, um... Well... Yeah. Good news. The original uh, Katamari Damacy is being remade, or has been remade, and is releasing exclusively on Nintendo Switch December 7th. Nice! Okay. So in like two and a half weeks. Okay. Uh, so it's a very uh, colorful game. Mm, colorful very how? eclectic. Like, the intro, the introduction video is like, it opens on like blue sky and mountains and a big rainbow and has very happy j poppy funky music nice. uh, and like it has all sorts of crazy stuff going on like cow like cartoony looking cl 
uh, cows will come off to one side and be mouthing the song, and then sheep will come in from the right side and be mouthing the song, and then the king of all cosmos will fly over the screen, and he's like a main character. But uh, it's it's very – if you were high, I think it would be super, <laughs> super fun. Uh, I mean it's fun if you're not high, so but man, I can only imagine. Is it's a trippy-ass fucking game. Trippy, that's the word. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Yes, okay. it's trippy. Okay. The intro is especially trippy, but uh, the game itself is more eccentric, I would is the word I would use to describe it. Uh, the controls are really, really simple. The, basically, the king of all cosmos, uh, the creator of everything, if you will, he's a very large, flamboyant, like larger than life, literally and metaphorically, uh, being who's got this gigantic head, very well-groomed face and mustache and beard, but also has like this flowing cape behind him, and he's like got chiseled abs and a groin, you know, like groin package basically. <laughs> like it's got an emphasis there, and so and he's very 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 masculine, yeah. but very effeminate. Like think David Bowie in music videos in the eighties. So David Bowie uh, in Labyrinth. Yeah, kind of, but not really, but kind of, <laughs> but not really. It's those pants At any rate, is basically like, what I'm getting Yeah, you at. look up the King of All Cosmos online, and you'll see him, and he's majestic <laughs> and amazing, uh, but he's also kind of a dick. The The plot, if there is a plot to be said, is he it was drunk one night and accidentally uh, caused some stars in the sky to blink out, and you play the Prince of All Cosmos, his son. And like I said, the king is, like, larger than life. He's gigantic and grandiose. And the prince of all cosmos stands at five centimeters tall. <laughs> and you are trying to roll up everyday objects in the world to recreate the stars in the sky. And uh, thanks to your father's drunken stupor. Yeah. And so you roll, like, literally, the premise of the game is you're the prince, you're put on the world, and you're rolling shit up. And... Uh, and so you like you have a katamari, which is like a bumpy ball that you just roll around. And the controls are thus. One joystick moves you forward. The other joystick turns you. That's it. Like, it's simple enough that anybody can play. Anybody can at least try and pick it up pretty easily. Uh, it's There's no button combos. There's no button mashing. There's no A, B, X, Y. It's literally just use two joysticks, and that's it. Uh, and it's so intuitive. Like, even if you didn't know what you were doing, you just fiddle around for a minute and, hey, oh, that's how I move. Sweet. Oh, I'm picking things up. Cool. My Katamari's getting bigger. Sweet. Now I'm bigger. I can go to this new area. And it, like, the first level you start off in, like, a room, a single room in a house. And you're picking up things like thumbtacks and stamps <laughs> and paper clips and staples. And, oh, uh, then your Katamari will grow a bit and you can roll up the next level of things like toy cars or uh, maybe if you get big enough you can roll up the cat that's ro walking around the house uh, and then you'll get bigger and you can go outside of the house and you can pick up uh, shrubbery and you know, eventually throughout the there's like a couple dozen stages and by the final stage you're rolling up like planets uh, and like entire countries of the world and then once you've rolled up the entire world you can roll up planets and solar systems and stars and it's phenomenal it's like wild and ridiculous and wacky and so much fun that sounds and, like a blast and it that's and that's like the point of the game is to have fun like it's it was in a in part of the part of the book 
uh, part of the enlightenment from the book is that uh, there's a lot of interview coverage with the the creator of Katamari, and he talks about how like he was so bored of games at that point in time because they were all like going towards the dark and gritty FPS shooters and like rehashes of racing games and fighting game sequels and it just wasn't something that he was interested in doing but he had this idea and Namco took a shot on him and it was a hit it was simple and it was bright and it was fun and people loved it that sounds awesome alright that's cool uh, it's, it's good because uh Anyone else who's not familiar with Katamari Damacy is getting a bit of a crash course as well. So it's kind of nice this is that you don't know. This the first I'm hearing of it, so this is fun for yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very Japanese-heavy game. <laughs> like, uh, like, that's another thing mentioned in the book is how, like, the King of All Cosmos is very stereotypical, tropey, exaggerated version of, like, a Japanese father figure who's like, I did this, but you have to fix it. I'm the father. You do what I say. Oh. But it's it's again like he comes off as a jerk, but he's also weirdly charming, and fabulous. Like he wants to be fabulous, as fathers <laughs> tend to do, I suppose. As fathers <laughs> tend to do, yeah. Like I said, he like he for how masculine of a character he is, he's also quite effeminate, and <laughs> it just he's kind of a piss take. But it's it's such an entertaining character to watch, regardless, and. I don't know it's it's just I've always, since the first time I played I've always enjoyed Katamari, and so uh, well, it, I'm definitely gonna be looking into it because this is the first time hearing of it and this sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I I would say it's worth finding a PS2 for fifty bucks or something and picking it up, but like because it's coming out on Switch in two weeks, like definitely just grab that because okay. that <laughs> yeah you've got the system and it'll be updated graphics and stuff, so for sure Katamari Damacy reroll. But uh, yeah, like it's. I'm sure they, they must have timed this. Uh, to I don't know, like because they they announced that Katamari Damacy was going to be one of the boss fight books lineup like a year and a half ago, and the remake was only announced a couple like at E3 I think. So maybe it's just serendipitous that uh, that the book was scheduled to launch a month and a half, two months before the remake. But at any rate, it's. Like, I was thinking about grabbing the remake, but I wasn't entirely sure because it comes out the same day as Smash Brothers, and oh. if I was already buying that, and then in January I'm getting Kingdom Hearts 3, and there's just so much stuff coming out, and I'm like, now having read this book, I'm like, I have to pick up, how can I not, I can't not pick up this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's, the book has reminded me how much fun it is. Um, I think possibly the, one of the, if I had to critique the book, I would say that it starts a bit slow. But at the same time, it's not a bad thing for people like yourself who haven't aren't familiar with it. Because um, the the first chapter of the book is basically outlining exactly what Katamari Damacy is as a game. And it's telling you all these things. Like, you're playing the prince. Your father is the king. This is what happened. Uh, these are the controls. And then later chapters get into how the game was made and how the concept was... Uh, devised and sales and marketing and sequels like it gets into a lot of that later on all that is the more beefy meaty interesting stuff but the first chapter if you're a fan of the series it's basically like a tutorial that you're reading that's awesome but again if but again it's it's if you've read other boss fight books but you're not familiar with katamari damasi then the intro is great because it gives you that full understanding of what is this game what am i getting into so if you know you like the series and 
uh, want to read this one but you don't know the game, well, great. You've got a readable tutorial. Yes. This sounds like so, something I would thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend picking up the game. Definitely recommend picking up the book. Uh, it's, And I definitely recommend listening to the soundtrack while you're reading the book. <laughs> oh, the, okay. There's an idea. <laughs> uh, I, that's why it's just something I've started doing with these books. Like, uh, maybe, I don't think I did it with Kingdom Hearts 2 book, but with the Final Fantasy V one, I was definitely just jamming the Final Fantasy V OST while reading it. And I was doing the same with Katamari earlier today. So it's really good. Again, I can't speak to the final uh, chapter because that's the last one I have to read yet. But I tell you what, I'll revisit it when uh, when I come back for Shovel Knight. So. All right. But yeah, I, I give it, uh, let's say, four and a half out of five cousins and if you played if you played Katamari you'll understand cousins but you don't understand it at all so don't worry about it um so what is the status on Andy Um, I haven't heard anything from him okay so not sure it's gonna get cut and what's gonna be left in so I'm just gonna say if this gets onto the show then Anyone listening, Andy dropped from the call. That's why he hasn't been commenting on the book review. And he's having internet troubles. And we're trying to get him back. So. Uh, I think we're going to. I think we're going to close out without him, though. Okay. Yeah, he's just closed without me. Aww. Bummer. Well, we lost someone else. That's fine. (laughs) Well, we're, we're now. What's it? What did he say about Stan? He said. Yeah, Andy's no longer with us now. Andy's no longer with us, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that game and the book even sounds like a fun time. It, it sounds like something you could just like pick up whenever you want, whenever you feel like it. So I'm gonna look into that. I, I would definitely say like play the game so you have a bit more thorough understanding because like words don't do the game justice. Play the like get the get the remake when it comes out next week or in a few weeks, and and then after you played the game, get the book because the book is like the game is just crazy unabashed Should fun. Should I start with the book? I would say start with the game. Honestly, yeah, you know, the the game is just ridiculous amounts of fun, and the book gives you a much deeper understanding and appreciation for the game. I think, and that's like boss fight books in general. Right. Like I don't think. I don't think playing the games is a requirement. You don't have to play the games to read the book because maybe the book will be intriguing enough that you're like, sweet, I want to play this game now. But the, I, I definitely think you'll appreciate the book more being familiar with the game right, in this specific instance, at least. Right. I tell you what, it'll be interesting when I, when I do the Shovel Knight review because, sorry, I, I thought uh, we were on hold again for no, a second. No, no, no. No, you're good, you're good. All good. Um, I think it'll be interesting when I review Shovel Knight because that'll be the first game that I haven't played before reading the boss fight book because I played Final Fantasy V and Kingdom Hearts 2 and Katamari Damacy, big fans of all of them, before reading the books. Shovel Knight, I've never played. People have told me I should play it. I want to play it. It's on my list of things to buy. It has been for like three years now. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So it'll be interesting to read about this game that I only know about through other people that haven't played myself. So we'll see we'll see if these books are still 
of a high enough quality that people who haven't played the games can still enjoy them. Well, I hope we get to do a follow-up episode about this, because that sounds like yeah. a fun time. Yeah, we will. All right. Well, cool. Close we it out lost then. someone along the way, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we have, we have Rest in peace. Of, little bits and pieces in there, but it'll be all right. Um, so, we started with three, now we have two. So sad for us. This Start from the bottom, now we're lower. I knew that that reference was going to pop up. Uh, <laughs> so, this was episode 157. Zach, this was fun having you on here. I'm sure Andy would agree with me, but he can't. So <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to say I, I, I think I'll take I, your report. This was fun, especially because I feel like there are always fun new things when, when you're on that I get to entertain myself with and get to listen to because sometimes I don't know half the shit that's going on anyway. I think so. I've only ever I've only been on like one or two episodes I with like, you too. Yeah, like th- this this was di- this was different and fun and new. So I yeah for sure to have you on again. Like and uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get you on chaos soon. Yes, because I know nothing about Kingdom Hearts, so that'll be really yes. really fun. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. So, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are everywhere. Uh, Zach is part of our network. As am I. I have a separate show, in case everybody else doesn't know, called Left for Dread with Chris. We have episodes every other Friday, and we have a blast doing it. Zach has shows on our network every other Wednesday. Yep, rotating with Super Nude Pals. Rotating usually, with us, it's been a bit usually. funny recently. Like we both had a bit screwy schedules, and Life so like Super Nude Pals filled in for me, and I filled in for Super Nude Pals, yep. and it's been a bit crazy. But hopefully, back into the new year, we'll we'll get on a regular rotation yeah, it'll again. It'll be it'll be a little bit more regular in the new year. So. In any case. Usually on a Wednesday, you'll get either Super Nerd Pals or Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. Yes. You'll get one of us. You'll get one of us. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, We hope you had a fun time listening to this very eclectic episode of Super Nerd Pals. And hopefully next time, everyone's audio will stay on. I don't know what's going to happen by the end of this. I tell you what. uh, Again, I'm not sure uh, if you're aware, but... The first, like, three, four episodes I guessed it on on Super Nerd Pals, there's almost always an audio issue with somebody. So it's it's the Zach curse. No! Zach, I mean, <laughs> we can't have you on anymore. You're cursed. No, it's fine. Well, uh, crap. So, yeah, don't forget to check us out every Wednesday because you'll get one of us. And every other Friday, you get Chris and I. So that's that's a little bit different. We're a... Bonus. We're just a big, we're just a big podcasting family over here. As Chris would say, Potter and family. Oh, God, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan? Oh, God, the puns. The puns. So many puns. Okay. On that god-awful pun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on, that, on the end of that god-awful pun. Uh, see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.